welcome to the 157th episode of the Crack Die Podcast. We survived. Oh boy. We made it. We did. <laughs> Still not as scary as the quarry. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Nothing will ever be as scary as the quarry. Hashtag no fear. So what you're telling me is I need to make things harder? No. Nobody said that. That's what I heard. No. That's you just imagining things, Sean. Projecting? Projecting. So no, no not harder is the uh, moral here. So softer. Just as is. More statues and trees, please. Just right. More statues and trees. That's okay. That's a request. Do you want to go back to... I've got new toys in the toy box. That's all I'm saying. Is the toy box my uh, backpack? (laughs) Well, right now. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, last time we were here, you guys managed to... Go down a secret tunnel. You fought some vampires. You fought a weird, scraggly haired creature. I'll let you know out of game. That was a Duro ghoul. Oh, Duro, the like the deep gnomes. Yep. So it was named. Yes, it was Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> this is my brother, Daryl. This is my other brother, Daryl. <laughs> I thought it was Enrique Iglesias. thought we established that last time. That is also correct. So from there, Brianna grabbed Twin Talon by the ear. No, no. Dragged him up, back up so you guys could rest. And he was like, well, let me just listen to these two doors. And he heard arguing coming from the south and nothing coming from the east. So I'm going to assume since you haven't rested, you're going to go to the south. But that's just me, you know. That's a fair assumption, but uh, I think we're going to attempt to rest. Am I remembering that right, guys? It's been a week. (laughs) Well, we do have to find a spot to do that. Uh-huh. So we could try the shrine or we could go back upstairs. I didn't hear anything in the shrine. It could be empty. Who's to say? There could be eight scarlet walkers in there just being creepy. Yeah. There are also beds upstairs. That's true. And maybe we could send one of the priests over to the queen and just tell them to let her know that there are some terrible, terrible things happening down here. Maybe she can send some backup. Brianna's eye will twitch because that's what she had suggested when this whole thing first started. Oh, is that what you wanted, Brie? Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought we did that. I thought we sent Jasper to do that. Did we? When Jasper's here, I can see him. I know, but I thought before we came down to the catacombs, that was what we had decided to do. Isn't that what we did with the priests? We got them instead. They all came down. Maybe. Yeah, he might have gotten them. Yes, he did. Now we send the priests to go find some other priesty peoples. Maybe the Scully peoples want to come down and, and say hello. The Scully people. The Scully people. The Scully people. They were dressed in skulls and they were like dancing and shit. We had a token <laughs> or some religious icon of theirs. Just me remember these things. All right, it's fine. It's fine. I have no memory of what you're describing. I have no idea what you're talking about. There was a man on a bridge and we had his shit and they were like, hey, that's ours. And you were like, oh, well, you know, we can give it back afterwards. Oh. The headmaster? No, she's talking about the other... Thousand Bones? Thousand Bones. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, my boyfriend. The other Shawanti. Haya, hero point. I mean, are you sure you want to give it to me? The only reason why I remember it is because I ran Crimson Throne. <laughs> Take the hero point. You still remembered it, and that's what counts. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you, yep, <laughs> thank you. Take the hero <laughs> point. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> My bad, my bad. So where are you guys headed? 
What's going on here? Let's let's check out the shrine. Okay, well, I was hoping we could just head upstairs and maybe you could send Jasper to the priest and just let the priests know to go find the Shawanti and then like send them down to help us. That could be fun. I don't know that they're going to do that. I would not want the priest down here, honestly, especially after last time. <laughs> they almost died. Well, the same thing with the Shawanti. Like, it's not their fight, really. Not their jam. All right. To the chapel! To the shrine? <laughs> that place, too. Alrighty, then. It's wearily just goes over to the cha- the, the shrine door. Mm-hmm. She just kind of closes her eyes and opens the door. <laughs> yeah, just kind of, like... <sighs> push. Death, please take me. <laughs> well, maybe we all can get married down here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shrine, not a chapel. <laughs> just a moment of, like, let this be like Vaz's bookshop. <laughs> Just exploded your face. Wow. Deep cut. Throwback. Woo. That was like episode four. Okay. Who's opening the door? I will. Well, clearly, Saray is opening that door. Yep. Brianna can stand behind me to liberate if necessary. Will do. Yep. Yep. All right. You should be able to move there and click on things. See if the door is locked. Okay. And and it's, it's the northeastern one, right? Yep. I was trying to ping it and it opened instead. I see stairs. This room, you see the shrine down at the end, right? Yeah, I see the shrine. Yeah, you you said this room like you were going to read box text. Uh Uh-huh, and then it stopped. Oh, I am reading box text. This room may have once given the impression of stepping into a starlit night sky, but no longer. The walls and ceiling are frescoed with a rendering of the cosmos, while to the east, the stairs spanning the width of the hall descend to an elaborate statue of a woman seated upon a throne, an hourglass in hand. All the decor is marred by gouges that have appeared to have been inflicted by claws, something to face this room to an exacting detail that preserves just enough of what it once was depicted here so that it can be recognized under the blasphemous vandalism. Okay, so it was a shrine to Phrasma, and they have defiled it. The ghouly ghouls have taken their claws to the place. Yep, jerks. All right, but we can hole up in here now, right? Unless you want to go exploring the statue. No, don't do it. I mean, we can. I can inspect it if you guys want. I guess to make sure it won't come to life or whatever. Or it's not a door with a bunch of ghouls behind it. (laughs) Tell you what, if we run any problems, I'll just sprint and we'll close the door and we'll just get out of here. Okay, that's fair. All right, well, we can all see in the dark. So Twin Town is going to very carefully and with eyeballs peeled for traps or anything else to send. Also, I take issue with this map because they've decided arbitrarily that down is east. Actually, I had to rotate the map to make it fit better. The rotation is is my fault. I apologize. Okay, it's just disorienting when maps are typically, you know, up as north. Anyway, so uh, Twin Talon will descend this. Looks like descend the steps or ascend the steps. Descend, descend, yes. Okay, so we'll go down carefully again, approaching the statue down here and just inspect it for anything out of the ordinary. Okay, well, stop right there. As you step there, nothing happens. Good. You'll see, because just a reminder, I cannot set off traps <laughs> with by pressure plates or things like that. Oh, good. Ooh runs down right after. Hoo-hoo! Steps on a trap. No! <laughs> Just kidding. No. Uh, this room, outside of being desecrated, it's completely empty. Now, I will say, 
I mean, you guys can do whatever you want, but if you do decide to set watches and whatnot, you think that you could clean this up to make it no longer desecrated. That would probably be a good idea. Yep. I'm surprised we can do that, but I'm happy that if we, if we can do that, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's scratches on the wall, but they're like, they're more cosmetic. Like you could probably like buff most of them out, kind of. Yeah, and then there's, you know, there's your standard ghoul remnants of bone shards, fecal matter, you know. Icker. Yum. Icker. And the statue to Phrasma is just a statue. There's nothing interesting about it. Nothing that I found when I was looking at. Nope. Nope, it's just a statue of her sitting on her throne with her hourglass. Twin Talon is going to wince and then reach up to the hourglass and try to turn it over. It doesn't move. It's like chiseled into her hand and is part of the same stone that she is. Okay, he's going to let out an audible sigh. Uh, good, it's just it's just the thing. <sighs> okay, all right. And basically, it's more cleaning this shrine up to be repaired more than actually doing repairs, but like clearing the the grossness off of it and whatnot. All right, so I'm gonna close the door because I'm assuming you're gonna close it and go to sleep. Yep, repopulate dungeon. Okay, good. Right. Yep. Who is on first watch? I'll take first watch. All right. Don't mind me. I'm just gonna roll a d100 real quick. Oh boy. So the first two hours pass with nothing. Then who's on second watch? I'll take second. I'll take the last. Okay. All right. Nothing happens. You don't hear or see anything. Third shift. That's me. Ooh. All right. Seems that nothing happening. <laughs> Seems pretty good. Never watch your DM to be like, ooh. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> All right. Fourth shift. I'll take it for you. All right. Fourth meal. Thanks, Taco Bell. That's fine. Nothing. Nothing exciting. And for the last shift, is it Knife Sword's turn? What? No, I'll lock it up. Hey, Sonny can take last shift. <sighs> okay, you guys are good. As far as you can tell, nothing is happening. Great, I hate it. So let me let me hazard a guess. Uh, while we were in here, something came up from the depths and murdered all the priests in the, <laughs> in the cathedral. <sighs> Shit. All of the priests are actually rakshasas, and they were just waiting for us to go to sleep. <laughs> but they can't come in here for some reason? Yep. But in good news, we've restored this temple, chapel. Shrine. Shrine. Yep. That we have. All right. So there's a couple of things that are on people that I'm going to remove. Brianna is no longer frightened. No one is drained anymore. Knife sword. All of your spell slots and crafting has been repaired. Yay. Uh, Everyone's at full health and you all leveled up. Hooray. So like we always do, let's chat about what you did. How did you make my life miserable with this level up? And we'll start with Soraya because she's on the top of my list here. All righty. So I have a couple fun new feats. So one is for my archetype, my exorcist archetype, which is Spirit's Absolution. So pretty easily I could just use the little remnant I had in there to negate a positive or negative attack, the damage for that. Now I can choose instead to spend it and heal myself or an adjacent ally. If I use the remnant, which is like the little, uh, sorry, the the wisp, which is like the little ambient ones, it's uh, level in D4, so like right now 14 D4. And if it's the remnant, which is like if there is an incorporeal undead or a haunt that you like zoop it from so you can help it ascend to the boneyard, it's that. It's a d6 per level of that encounter. So if it was like an eighth level haunt, it would be eight d6 healing. 
I also have unmistakable lore. So when you recall knowledge, you never get information about your areas of expertise wrong. When you recall knowledge using any lore subcategory in which you're trained, if you roll a crit fail, you get a fail. And if you're a master in it on a crit success, you gain even more information or context than usual, which is great because one of my lores is Dahawk lore, which will, I'm sure, come in handy when we head back to the Citadel and wherever else the Ayudara are taking us. Aside from that, I have new formulas as always. I have a couple, I have a greater version of a couple things now, and I also have Shadow Essence, which is a poison. So it's a DC 29 Fortitude save, it lasts for six rounds. Stage one is 3d6 negative and 2d6 poison. Two is 3d6 negative, 2d6 poison, and enfeebled. And then stage three, same thing, enfeebled two. And the enfeebled condition from Shadow Essence lasts for 24 hours. That's disgusting. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, and my other alchemist feat is um, Enduring Alchemy, which allows me, instead of having my, my quick alchemy items, the ones that I make on the fly, only lasting until the start of my next turn, they last to the end of my next turn. So like with my third action, I could actually make alchemical items and use them when my turn comes around again. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> I don't like that. No, sir. <laughs> I, I do. And just so everyone knows, you are at 174 hit points, and you have a single hero point. Oh, and my poison resistance goes up. All right. Next on my list is Haya. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> so I got a bunch of feats, too, one of which I had to ask your permission to get, which was Paragon Battle Medicine. All right. And is that a class feat or a... Uh, it is a skill, I believe. I mean, I said yes to it. I just didn't really look super close. It is. I trust you. I trust you. Aha. Uh -huh. That's your first mistake. I know. What does Paragon of Battle Medicine do? So uh, basically, once I use Battle Medicine, if I am successful, I can also reduce the target's sickened, enfeebled, or clumsy conditions by one. Boo. Yeah. You're welcome. If I am legendary in medicine, which hopefully at some point soon, I can choose to reduce the target's frightened or stunned condition by one instead. I took Divine Reflexes, which basically gives me an additional reaction per turn, so I can essentially deflect and do Liberating Step, for example, twice. So that gives her three reactions, by the way, just in case you weren't counting, Sean. How does it give her three? At the start of each of your turns, you gain an additional reaction that you can only use for your champion's reaction. Yep, so she has her, her normal reaction, which she can use for whatever she wants. She has one reaction specifically that can only be used on her champion's reaction, and she has one reaction, which is extra, which can only be used on shield block. So I, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> Too bad. Okay, appreciate your honesty here. Uh -huh. There's also one more thing, but I'm going to guard that close to my chest until it is time to discuss it. All right, all right, all right, all right. I like that. I like secrets. Secret, secrets. She's got a secret. La la, secret, yes. Beep, 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 <laughs> beep, 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 beep. And is that it? I think so. I think that's it, yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Not really. You let us level up. <sighs> I know. I know. I really need to stop doing that. Anyway, next up is Heidi. 
So we have three new feats, a class feat, an archetype feat, and a skill feat. The class feat is now Whirlwind Strike. I may attack all nearby adversaries, and I may make a melee strike against each enemy with my melee reach. Each attack counts towards my multiple attack penalty, but I do not increase my penalty until I have made all of my attacks. So that's fun. My archetype feat is called Coordinated Charge. So I heroically dash into the fray, inspiring my allies to follow me. I may stride up to my speed and make a melee strike. If my strike hits and damages an enemy, each ally within 60 feet who saw me hit can use a reaction to stride, but they must end their stride closer to the creature than where they started. So they may follow me into battle. And my skill feat is now a catfall. So now I am a ginormous elephant-sized cat who can fall and not take as much damage. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Cat fall, she takes less falling damage. Yeah, that's a very good one. Okay, Matt, what did you do to make my life horrible? Uh, not a lot. So uh, my skill increase of this level, I put toward crafting. So crafting is now master. That's for something later. Don't worry about it. Then I took defensive role as my class feat. It's free action once per 10 minutes, so roughly once per combat. If a physical attack would reduce me to zero hit points, I can just decide that it, I take half damage from it. So depending on where I was before I got hit, that could be a lifesaver. For my archetype feat, I took specialized Beastmaster Companion. This gives Taysani a specialization, which I chose to be Daredevil, which increases her unarmored proficiency. It increases her dexterity and increases her acrobatics proficiency. So it allows her to like get through spaces. She should be very good at like tumbling through or over as it were. Something we didn't talk about last time, although maybe we did. She's got something which I never use, which is a flyby attack. So she can basically, if I ever give her two actions, she can move 60 feet and within that 60 feet, she can attack somebody on the way. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened last time we leveled up and I forgot to mention it. Then for my skill feat, I took water sprint. So I'm currently a master in athletics. So as long as at least half of my movement in a stride is on solid land, the rest of it can be over water. So Swintelon can just run over water for part of his movements if he has, if he has to. Not anything that's going to come into handy often, but I feel like there'll be hopefully some time we'll be able to make that work. It's fun. It's a fun little thing. In addition, leveling up also increased the efficacy of my magical tattoos. I now have a hippogriff tattoo, which allows me to cast teleport once per day. So up to once per day, me and four willing allies can travel 100 miles. It's a one-way trip, but it'll be a good good thing to get some get people like out of a bad situation. If we have to escape. It's it's very good for that. And also my relic leveled up. And that allows me to have the inextinguishable ability, which says your connection to life force makes you more difficult to snuff out than others. You die from the dying condition of dying five instead of four. If you roll a success on a save against a death or negative effect, you get a critical success instead. So those are typically fortitude saves. So it's nice to have that. I've seen how good the ladies are at being juggernauts, and I want a little bit of that too. So <laughs> death and negative effects, I'll, I'll have the same, same thing for there. Very cool. Awesome. That's awesome. See, nothing to ruin your life. Just, just a little bit of, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Everyone leveled up. That's great. Why do you sound so salty about it? What's happening? Also, I think you forgot someone. It may be because you're looking at a certain eye level, but if you look down slightly, oh no, oh, <laughs> you'll notice there's another person to level up. Rob. Yes, Sean. <laughs> what did you do? 
I mean, it makes you feel better. I just won't tell you, and you find out in the game. <laughs> no, no, I'd rather, I'd rather gird my loins for this. <laughs> well, I think I might have taken something similar to uh, Soraya in that uh, I, I can kind of commune with the dead now. <laughs> it's one of my feats, so that's kind of cool. Okay, okay. Brianna's gonna have a good time with that. Brianna is gonna leave the party at this point. Hey, look, I haven't taken anything that like lets me heal undead or anything. And then I got a spell. Remember how I was able to dim the light and create shadows and then I could steal the shadows? Yeah, I hated it, yes. Now I can throw people into the shadows. Now they can fall through all like the shadows like they're portable holes. So we're gonna go all Acme style on this. Oh. I just got to find an anvil spell. Oh, wait, I did. It's called telekinetic bombardment. (laughs) So now I can just pick up large objects in the area and throw them at people. So, you know, statues, masonry. That is ridiculous. Masons themselves, trees, (laughs) carts, wagons, dragons, very small rocks, churches. Ducks. A duck. A duck. <laughs> I mean, that'll already float. <laughs> Not to mention you can now cast four level seven spells. Yes. Oh, and I, I guess theoretically I could just pick up anvils and start hurling them. I need to buy some anvils, by the way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the anvil store called and they're all out of you. What? <sighs> all right. Well, now that that's all done, you guys all wake up feeling refreshed from sleeping in this catacombs. Lovely. Mm, dusty. I had all the comforts of home. <laughs> well, in the backpack, yes. As you all wake up and prepare for the day, suddenly a bright flash no, no. erupts in this room. And from the statue, you see a blue and white whippoorwill floating there. Okay. Oh, it's a symbol of uh, Phrasma. Yeah, we learned that earlier. Yes. Somewhere in this temple, we learned that. I forget where. Probably upstairs. And that whippoorwill kind of starts to dart around the room and encircles each of you individually, including Tasani and Jasper. And you suddenly gain another level. Yeah. Feel a little bit lighter. Lighter? Yeah. And more connected with Phrasma. Not overriding any of your other things, but like you get a sense that you did something really good. And if I can direct you to all open up your character sheets, click on the little metal. Moderate boon of Phrasma. Yeah. You gain a greater mastery over the energies of life and death. Your strikes deal one positive damage to undead. Your spells that deal positive to undead gain plus one status bonus to damage per spell level. Your spells that heal the living gain a plus one status bonus to the hit points restored per level. Thank you, kind lady. So mechanically what happened is by cleaning the shrine, whoever had the best religion check, or if someone had Phrasma lore, which unfortunately no one had, you make a roll. And I made that secret roll of a little bit ago. I don't know if anyone else saw it, but I used Brianna's skill. And because her skill is so high and you manage to help the bishop upstairs by removing the Ergothoan mark, it also reduced the DC and Brianna got a critical success. Nice. Yay. So by getting the critical success, you get the moderate boon as opposed to the minor boon. Now, to give you an idea, the minor boon, you momentarily gain a prophetic glimpse of your fate. Once you gain a plus two status bonus to a single check. 
You can apply this bonus after you determine the result and if it can potentially change its degree of success. So the minor boon once a day, you can basically get a plus two to a, a single check, but instead you have this help to destroy undead. Are these like permanent now? Yes. <gasps> Damn, what? That's so cool. Yeah, this is very cool. I, I love stuff like this that's like story related. It's like because we did a thing, we got this extra ability that other people aren't going to get or like or that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise kind of a thing like makes it feel more organic. Yeah, absolutely. Rasmus like, I see you, little Sir Enright follower. I see yeah. you. <laughs> We're cool. Is anyone here a godless heathen? I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, a, Me. Yeah, yeah, you have godless <laughs> healing, right? I do, yeah. Yeah, this doesn't affect that. This is just divine intercession. You helped me and I will reward you. Yeah. Now, you know, were you to continue desecrating this, you could, I could give you the curses, but we won't talk about those yet. Why would we do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's right. There's one other thing I have to do before we can continue this action or this. Murder us? Uh, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Oh, no. Great. Now, if all of you can, you know, whatever, take off your headsets or whatever, I just want to talk to Heidi for a second. Oh, shit. I'm kidding. You guys can keep your head on or your heads on. You keep your, your stuff on. The, the entire head. I hope yeah, so. Yes. Keep your entire head attached, please. Hey, Heidi. Hi. How you doing? It's cold here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you remember how, you know, a couple weeks ago you failed to save? Failed what save? I don't know. That was weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I need you to make a fortitude save. How about a 31? All right. So you feel a little lethargic, a little unwell, a little, I don't know, sickly. The sun kind of hurts a little bit. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. And you take four points of damage. Okay. That's it. That's all. Do any of us notice that, like, maybe he was not feeling so hot? Like, I don't know. I mean, the sunlight isn't a, an issue right now. Yeah, we're down in catacombs. And she's taken four of probably 2,000 hit points worth of her hit points, so I don't know that we'd notice. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Real quick, just so we know where everyone is, Soraya has 174 hit points. Brianna has 204 hit points. Who has 232? Two hit points. Knife Sword has 90 hit points, and Twin Talon has 190 hit points. How does Knife Sword have 90 hit points? That seems so low. You're so squishy. He's little. That can't be right. What is your con mod? Negative two? <laughs> the silence is. Rob says, when can we put our headphones back on? <laughs> <laughs> now, now. The only one who took it seriously. Look at all of you. What? <laughs> I was joking. I was joking, Rob. What? You told me to take my headphone off. I was joking. <laughs> I appreciate You know what? Hero point for being such a good sport. Dedication. Dedication. Turns out he never took it off this whole time. He was just playing the bit real well. <laughs> Would anyone be surprised? No. No. Nope. Yep. I assume that's what happened. No. No, I took it off. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, does, like, ooh complain? Does she say she's feeling weird and yeah. anything like that? Like, Are we asking me or are we asking DM Sean? I'm asking you. I can't make that decision for you. Well, like, the question is, like, when when would this have happened? Is this when we, like, just had this fight last week? 
or the week before. When you just wake up in the next morning. But I wouldn't know that I'm adverse to light yet. What it's from. Yeah. I, I'm like, I yeah. Right. You just feel groggy. And like kind of sick. It's a little funny. Like you're coming down with something sort of thing. I could sleep another like eight hours, maybe nine, ten. I mean, it would be nice to be back in our beds. It would be nice if I had some squishy people to snuggle up next to. Just... <laughs> Am I not squishy enough? Girl, you, you got all the squish. It's all I want. I think I'm going to make tea. <laughs> okay. Just like does the little like check your temperature like forehead thing. Like, are you feeling okay? Usually much more animated in the mornings. Get a little bitey. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> are you feeling okay? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, well, let's let's just go, y'all. Let's just let's just get out of here. It's, maybe it's this place. Maybe it's all this booning shit that's got me all funky. Now I've not been touched by somebody else. I, don't, I didn't ask for that. It could certainly be the damp in the mold. You could be allergic or something. So we'll we'll keep an eye and see how you progress. And hopefully it's just a, a mild sniffles or allergy or the like. So as U walks away to open the door, Twin Town's going to lean over to Brianna. And he's going to be like, this morning when I got up, she asked me to touch her to see if she felt hot. I thought she was just being cheeky. Oh, did you touch her to make sure she was okay? She says flatly. <laughs> I, I pretended I'm still sleeping. <laughs> I just mumbled to myself, I'm burning slap up. <laughs> Which is a real southern expression I have learned. Just letting you all know. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm burning slap up. Burning slap up. Learned that one, I want to say this past week. What does that mean? You're just getting hot. Just getting hot. Burning slap up. I love it. All right. So I've done all of my stuff. So now feel free to explore the space. Shall we go check um, the room where the arguing was happening? I'm sure that's not still happening, but... Might as well. I'm going to give a listen at the door. So I actually never read you guys the description of that door and stuff. So the face of this sturdy stone double door is inlaid with a series of spiraling runes worked in silver. All around the edges of the door's frame, deep scratches indicate something tried to claw around the door. The claw marks fade as they near the door, as if the stone itself was healing the damage. Oh, so maybe the ghouls couldn't get in here. Is that kind of what it looks like? Did they try to get in, but they couldn't? Yes, it looks like they tried to get into there, but they, they couldn't. And then you see some of the scratch marks like slightly closed up, like um, kind of like a scab, but it's on stone. I'd like to give it a listen first. Okay, I will roll a secret perception. Perception. Perception secret. Uh, oh, why did I roll Twin Talon? I'm sorry. What did he get? Did he get a good score? Because if it's good, we want that instead. My mod's a 24. You don't hear anything through the door. I kick it open. Oh, boy. As you kick open the door, it doesn't open. Brianna will raise her shield anyway. <laughs> so Twin Town will take a look at the door since it seems to be locked and see if there's an obvious way to unlock it or open it. You see that there is silver runes and they repeat the phrase, the ladies' servants need only show their faith to gain entry to this sacred space. I'll, uh, like, ooh, hold your necklace up to the door. Ooh. All right, but no one's touching my pearl necklace but me, so I hold it up to the door. And as you do that, you hear a kind of a grinding as those double doors open. Brianna will clap Twin Town on the shoulder, say, good thinking, friend. Thanks. And then Twintown will slowly move in, keeping his eyes peeled for anything out of the ordinary. It looks like there's just a door farther in. Yep. So who was in here before? And we can't re-roll re time. 
but it would have been nice to know that's what the door looked like originally. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what it is. Sorry, right. we're just going to leave Nightfar behind, so it's fine. I'm going to open the flap on the backpack and tap Brianna on the shoulder. Oh, here, I made you this. I'm going to hand her like a two ounce cup of tea. Oh, <laughs> little demi toss. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> this is you trying to bribe me to let you keep <laughs> using the backpack. It might work. <laughs> oh, I just made some tea. I thought you'd want some. Sorry. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I got the kettle on. I gotta go back. Okay. <laughs> Talon will take a listen at the next door. Okay. Let me see if you hear anything. Who will also give a listen? Okay, fine. And maybe their ears will be facing, and their fists will be facing the same direction, and they'll kiss. <laughs> I'll listen with my right ear, which would put me facing away from you. Unfortunately, sorry. <laughs> You both don't hear anything. Sadly, though, this does give her the opportunity to blow gently on your tattoos. True. <laughs> As she does that, they uh, they flare with a uh, light uh, green and red sparkle. <laughs> Not to give anyone ideas, but... He'll turn around and shrug and be like, I don't hear anything. Are there runes on this door as well, then? Nope. Shall we? Let's do it. As you open that door, the north and south walls of this wide crypt feature two rows of alcoves stacked on top of the other. Sixteen alcoves in all. A dozen alcoves contain stone sarcophagi. At the far end of the room stands a small stone altar bearing an hourglass, a water font, and a gently curved dagger. A statue of Phrasma seated upon her throne looms just beyond. The air in the room is stale. You see two men dressed in the garbs of the acolytes on the ground and you see one woman uh i'm gonna bring her where she actually is up to, at the front with a long sword raised with a shield she is wearing glimmering silver armor and let me show you what she looks like oh she's the great maiden we're looking for yes would you like to describe her yeah she's got uh, gray maiden armor, so it's that breastplate with like the red and silver scale stomach, silver shoulder pauldrons, red cape, red sleeves, short dark hair, and uh, a scar across her face. I hate to put it this way, but she definitely has a Karen haircut. She wants to speak to Phrasma's manager. Well, she's an order of Ernie, <laughs> so probably. <laughs> yeah. And she has a sword and shield up ready to fight as the door opens. The two men who are on the ground, do they look like they're dead or like they are sleeping? Like what is, are they kneeling? What do you mean they're on the ground? They're kind of in a fetal position. They seem to be breathing, but they they look very, very skinny. Okay, like they've been trapped down here? Even she looks kind of like her skin is very sallow and gaunt against her bones. Like they're turning into vampires? I think they've just been starved to death. They probably came down here for something. And, uh, and have been trapped. Yeah, I think they probably got trapped down here by the ghouls who couldn't get through the door, but I think that also means they couldn't get out. So Swin Talon will kind of give a little wave and be like, Hi, you must be Yanice. Your sisters asked us to look for you. When you say that, you see that she lowers the sword and shield and you see her kind of like slump over and she goes, Oh, thank goodness. You're not those ghouls or those disgusting red things. Scarlet Walkers? No. So Twintel will take a step in she's looking around. What's going on? Why are you guys down here? <sighs> We've been trapped in here for about five days and we were growing uh, desperate as, as we hoped for rescue from the other priests, but they never came. 
these two men are and myself are slowly starving over here and we didn't know how much longer we would last. I mean, does Knife Sword have a full English in the works? Like, we can share. I will offer rations as well. Just be like, here, please eat. Mm-hmm. You see the two very malnourished priests start eating slowly, and Eunice lets them eat before she takes anything. You do see that it, it looks like there are, like, puddles in here, so it doesn't look like they were thirsty at all. And from the acolytes you met upstairs, you know they could create water. So that's probably how they were surviving. Twin Talon's eyeing the dagger that's on the altar there. Okay. What you got there? It's a silver dagger that's supposed to help us against undead. We were thinking about trying to make a break for it eventually, but those Scarlet Walkers were just too much. They leached the blood right out of our eyes, and it was terrifying. Yes, yes it is. We faced them ourselves. And they're dispatched, so you don't need to worry about them anymore. Oh, that's wonderful. What's going on upstairs? Well, there were two Rakshasas. They've been dispatched. Have you a bunch of vampires hoping to raise the bishop as one of them? You know. With that, you see the two acolytes kind of look up at you, uh, look up at the group, and just like look like pearl clutching, like just completely gassed at even the thought of that. They're coming for your pearl zoo. No, my pearls. <laughs> Those are my butt pearls. <laughs> oh my god. The bishop should be interred down here with the rest of the former bishops as the highest honor. It it would be completely an anathema to what we all believe in and what she believed in. There must be a way we can save her. Her ashes can be interred. Mm-hmm. Do you know what was trying to raise her? It was your own second in command, I believe. He had made a pact with Urgothoa and basically sold off everything he believed in for power. So with the mention of Urgothoa, you see that this room kind of like brightens up, almost like a flashbulb goes off and it like you all feel this wave of like goodness pass through all of you as if trying to spit out or reject anything that's like Urgothoan related. And Ooh is suddenly cured of whatever crap is is in her, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Okay. Well, a girl can try. Yeah, fair enough. So uh, Twin Talon will ask the acolytes down here. He'll say, um, is that dagger normally kept down here or is it normally kept upstairs? No, no, it's normally kept upstairs. We only grabbed it when we were running from the main area to down here. We were escorting Ms. Zenderholm here around the Grey as she had lost her family during Iliosa's rule, including her great aunt Zenobia, and wanted to visit a dozen or so graves before she got to the work that brought her to Curvosa, as she told us. And what work would that be? Yanis kind of like drops her head and she shakes and goes, "Uh, my time in here has not been... uh, a waste, if you will. When I returned here to Curvosa, it awakened a powerful mix of both nostalgia for my hometown and, honestly, a bunch of shame for what I did during Ilios's reign. I suspect that there is an evil presence here in the city. I had been researching both birth and burial records of the Ornelos family, the lineage of the Akadan's headmaster, and I suspect that there are some sort of association with devils or ties to devils while researching the burial records. I noticed some strange discrepancies in the records for the Akadem's founder. Uh, no official gravesite for Volschnik exists, 
It was suggested that it was likely a paperwork error, but I think that he has made a deal with the devils. He's still alive, but what's that have to do with you? Well, I want to make better use of my my knowledge. I don't think that what I did was right. I'm looking to make things better. I want to make sure my sisters are safe and then find a better way to use my training or all of our training. I think the Grey Maidens as I knew them are long gone and what we did was not right. And us new Grey Maidens need to, or remaining Grey Maidens, I should say, need to make things better and make things right for all the harm we caused. You can understand how the promises or the regret of the Order of Aranes is can ring a little hollow. I can see that. But it is also important that you are willing to do any form of atonement for what your order had done, and frankly, for what your aunt, as a stout supporter of Queen Eliosa during the Blood Plague, had done. I don't disagree with you. I thought I would die in here, unable to fix the messes I've made. But like I said, I want to check on my sisters, make sure they're okay, and then head out of here so we don't cause any more trouble. Well, the way up is clear, so probably should be on your way. One last thing. As she's gathering up the two priests, she looks at you, she goes, I discovered that the name of the the demon or devil that Bolshnik may have dealt with was named Lorthact. L-O-R-T-H-A-C-T. And that you can likely distract or frighten the cowardly devil by confronting him with Isen's wrath, E-I-S-E-T-H, threatening to reveal his presence to the church of Isath. Isath? I don't know what you're talking about. E-I-S-E-T-H. Is that something that we should be familiar with? It is a deity, by the way. Lawful evil. Hell's Valkyrie rules a domain spanning part of Despatter's realm, commanding her legions of Enrises and Executioner Devil soldiers as she sees fit. Avenge all insults, claim what you desire, and deserve. Humiliate your foes in an ironic fashion. That is the god, by the way. It is a, a lawful evil deity. But if you threaten to reveal his doings to someone in the church, it's potentially enough to have a, a debilitating effect on him. Well, if we meet him, we'll... Let him know. I don't know if that'll help at all or anything, but again, it's it's the least I can do as part of my atonement. Have you heard of any missing folks in town since you've been here so long? I mean, I've been trapped down here for almost a week, so I'm not too sure. Does the name Kalios ring any bells? I haven't heard that name before, but I did see a larger, I'm assuming, vampire have a young man in her hands and... That's never a good thing. Where did you see that? Upstairs. Uh, so, like they were saying, they were giving me a tour of the Grey, and we were wandering around. When we returned to the cathedral garden area, we saw a black-winged lady with black hands, like I said, with a young man in them, and some other smaller, less-winged vampire-looking creatures, and a Scarlet Walker. When the second Scarlet Walker in the garden prevented us from fleeing the cathedral, the acolytes here led me down to this crypt, and uh, we barely avoided the ghouls that were down here already pilfering bones from the sarcophagi. Luckily, they couldn't get into this room because of the blessings that have been put here by the Lady of Your Graves. One of the acolytes reaches up. Yes, this holy room is consecrated. So it was almost impossible for them to get in. And you said you saw it in the garden area? And this was like a week ago. 
Yes. Sean, is there anywhere in the church that we haven't looked to this point? Nope. Have we seen a garden area? Yeah, it was out back. Yeah, out back. We saw it from like two different angles, but it was just like an enclosed area with plants. Did they land in the garden area? What do you mean, land? Was the vampire flying? She had wings, but she was not flying at the time. So she was just straight up walking with this with this human body in her hands, like just being brolicky and just walking around. Yes, I mean, they were sealed off from the area. So however she got him there, who knows? You're hella strong. Why don't you do anything? I'm strong, but not strong enough to take on half dozen vampires and two scarlet walkers by myself. That's all I'm hearing. Oh, that's that's enough. I know you're cranky. Well, I think, like we said, the way up is, is clear now. I think this is good information to perhaps take back and um, incorporate into our research. Yeah, you should probably get going. Meet your friends. If you need any place to rest or hide out, I don't know why you'd be hiding, but if you need to hide out anywhere, the least I can do is offer you room and board at the White Caps now that you've found me and saved me. You remember the White Caps is where the other sisters were staying, waiting for her. Mm-hmm. That's appreciated, but we, we do have lodging in the city, but thank you. No problems. With that, she helps the two acolytes and they leave. She's a vampire. I said we should go back and kill her. <laughs> uh, she's walking to the wall. What the fuck? <laughs> See? Super vampire. <laughs> All right. So tell I'll go to the place once over. Anything seem out of the ordinary or off? No. Did the acolytes take the relics? No, they left that here for you if you wanted to take it. The relics? What was it? Was this, it was a dagger? I'll take it all. Twin Talon's going to take the dagger because he's going to put it back upstairs. But it was a dagger and something else on there. Was it an hourglass or a bowl? An hourglass, a water font, and a gently curved dagger. But still, no book. She's got the book. We should kill her. Why do you want to kill her so badly? She sounds like a bitch. Are you quite all right? Maybe. I don't know. All right. So one of you that can uh, sense magic, can you determine, and Fintan will take the dagger because we're pretty sure that's magical, uh, but if the other two things, the hourglass or the font, are magical in any way? Knife sword? I mean, I'll hand wave this because you guys are going to get this real quick. Nothing in here is magical outside of the room, which is consecrated at a level 10. The dagger that they thought was magical also is not magical. Wait, so this is also not magical? But it's silver, though. It is silver. So is this not the dagger either? So someone, the, the weird thing is like they replaced, on their way down, they swapped out daggers. Is that what they're saying? No. What they're saying is they saw a dagger upstairs that they thought was the magical silver dagger and they grabbed it. When they came down here, they didn't know any better. Also, you realize that there's probably not much with the smell of the air in here. Like they would have suffocated if they didn't crack the door open every now and then to let more air in. And whenever that happened, you can assume that either the ghouls or the Scarlet Walkers that you've dealt with came to attack. And there's nothing magical or nothing of note in the sarcophagi either. Correct. Yeah, Twintel would stop. Oof, she's going to start looting sarcophagi. Like, no, we we don't do that. <laughs> Can't tell me what to do. You're not my mom! Uh, that is true. I'm not. Oh, there is still a sense of respect we must have for the dead, especially if we are dealing with a the Lady of the Graves. Especially in Phrasma's domain. But they're dead. They don't know the difference. No, but the goddess does. <laughs> in a world where gods exist, provably exist. <laughs> in a world where gods will come straight down to fuck with you. Yes. So we still haven't found the dagger. We still haven't found the book. And it still is like a weird thing because upstairs there was also a fake dagger. 
which means they stole the dagger. Someone else put a fake one there for whatever reason. Who gets down on her knees in front of this statue and is like, oh, Verasma, Verasma. She raises her hands up in the air and she's closing her eyes. She's very, very sarcastic about the whole thing. Lead us to your mighty dagger and big old book. Give us a sign. Was the whipper wheel not enough? I think you got to do some stuff on your own. So here, let me paint a broader picture of what you guys know and what you guys don't know. Because I was actually going to ask you guys to kind of take a minute to reset everything. What do you guys know about upstairs? Well, you know that the bishop had died. There was a parade. And then you came into the cathedral, found out that she had been raised as a vampire. You killed a bunch of vampires. You killed the new bishop because he had, you know, pledged himself to Ergothoa. But you also know during the day, the cathedral was open for people to come and pay their respects. There's been nothing that's really been locked or off limits. So you can assume that if people were wandering through the cathedral like they normally would after paying their respects, that they would expect to see certain relics still where they are. That is probably why whoever's doing this has put a fake dagger there. Now, if they put a fake dagger there, these three ran through, grabbed what they thought was a magical dagger, ran down here. They probably went, great, now we got to get another fake dagger. So they put another one up there. You've now heard about this lady vampire with big black wings that was carrying the student. You finally have a lead on the student with this black winged vampire lady. You've pretty much dealt with the Grey Maiden situation. You still don't know why Iliosa's visages are showing up. Although we suspect that it may have something to do with the Ruin Lord. Might have something to do with the Ruin Lord. And also, you know that there's a demon or devil working with the founder of the Academy that you were just given more information about. Yeah, and if we tell him that his boss wouldn't appreciate what he's doing if she knew, then he would feel bad about it and could give us some kind of advantage in fighting him. So Tintal's going to put the silver dagger back on the, the altar since it just seems to be another dead end. And I'll say, I say, while we're down here, we take that Rune Lord path and see where it goes. Let's do it. Okay. I mean, we're all rested, right? Yeah. All right. All right, so I'm going to grab you all and move you back to that room with the Rune Lord thing. I'm going to put Twin Talon in a wall first. I believe it is a rune lordy hole, maybe. No? <laughs> All right. Checks out. <laughs> All right. So you guys are there. What do you do? Twin Talon is going to do some amazing stuff. Well, I don't know about amazing, but I'm going to try to trick it. All right. I also have trick magic device if I can help you with this roll. Soraya, if you're helping Twin Talon, if you roll an arcana check and it's above 20, you give him a plus one. If it's 30 or more, you give him a plus two. I have a plus 24, so let's see how this goes. Oh! What about a nat 20? Heck yeah. Okay, I'm going to say you actually, Matt, go ahead and roll real quick. That's how it always happens. The person who's assisting does really well. The person who's doing it doesn't. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Matt, you assist Christine. (laughs) Twin Talon assists Soraya. So you have a 45 on this and you critically succeed. Leviosa. Got it. Yeah, exactly. So as you speak essentially the magic words somehow. I have Thessalonian lore. Oh, yeah. So what you say is consume me, Rune Lord Sorshin. The mouth opens and inhales. You are all sucked into the mouth and you get transferred into a mist. After a minute of vertigo, you're transported through the darkness and you arrive 
into a new room. Okay. You want to give us the uh, five cent tour? Yeah. There's a couple things that happen in this room. So number one, you appear from the dust in physical form about 10 feet in the air and just poof, get dropped onto the ground. Uh-huh. Exactly. So Ooh and Twin Talon land on their feet because we have Catfall. Everyone else can try a reflex save to try and grab the edge near the opening under the vent. Reflex, you said, or acrobatics? Reflex. Uh, if you have a better acrobatics, I'll let you roll that as well. Knife Sword, you grab the edge. Soraya, you grab the edge. Brianna, you grab the edge. And you all lower yourselves down carefully. I have a long way to lower myself compared to you guys. <laughs> well, I think you grab the edge of the backpack. Yeah, just steady yourself. <laughs> you don't fall out, that's what it is. All right. This room's original purpose is hard to discern, as most of the floor and walls collapsed into a sprawling rubble-filled pit. I'm going to move you out of this sprawling <laughs> pit that I accidentally put you all in. To the north and west, jagged ledges 20 feet above the rune floor each give access to an ornate double door framed in worked stone. While the northeast, a 10-foot wide, 5-foot tall passageway slopes downward. Overhead, much of the chamber's original construction appears intact, featuring an inverted model of a strange gothic city with miniature spires and towers extending into the room like tiny stalactites. All right. And with that, we'll pick it up next week. Uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> new room. Who dis? Loving these heavy RP um, episodes. They're fun. Yeah. Except he's going to have to retell us what that room looks like because I'm not going to remember <laughs> in a week. I know. Mm, these. I'm old. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Cracked Die podcast. Please visit us at crackeddiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Tabletop Audio. Visit them at tabletopaudio.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tabletop Audio. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in making this. If you would like to join our Patreon, please visit us at patreon.com slash crackeddiepodcast.